Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. On this podcast, we'll take a journey to the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today I'll be sharing with you two postcards sent from Disneyland. This week I'm doing something a little different with the front of our first postcard. I sent my patrons from Patreon.com a blank version of the postcard with a holiday card designed by Jeff Granito. If you're not a patron and would like to see the front of the postcard, please tag me in an Instagram story that you are listening to the podcast, and I'll send you a message with a picture of the postcard. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty Castle. Two worlds of excitement come together. Chugging horseless carriages take you on a nostalgic journey down Main Street, USA. Ahead is Sleeping Beauty Castle, gateway to Fantasyland, home of Snow White, Peter Pan, and many other famous Walt Disney characters. It's postmarked November 14, 1977, and was sent with two stamps, a 13-cent eagle stamp with the words One Nation Indivisible, E Pluribus Unum, and a 9-cent stamp of the Capitol Dome with the phrase Right of People Peaceably to Assemble. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, November 13th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 75 and a low of 49. It's addressed to All Staff, Hollandwood TC, of Manchester, England. It reads, Dear all, could not resist showing off and sending a card from here to say thanks for the smashing gifts. We'll write soon. Harry and family. Harry and family were at the park just before the addition of the Tomorrowland Space Stage, which opened shortly after Space Mountain in 1977. For the previous 10 years, the Tomorrowland Space Stage was known as the Tomorrowland Stage and was built to be a larger performance area in Tomorrowland. The stage was used in 1969 to show the broadcast of the Apollo 11 moonwalk and hosted some rock music groups like Herman's Hermits and Linda Rodstadt with her backup band, The Eagles. In 1977, the space was redesigned and the Kids of the Kingdom used the stage as their main performance area. If you look at old photos of Space Mountain, you can see the audience under the queue area for the attraction. The Tomorrowland Space Age lasted less than 10 years, and the area was repurposed in the mid-80s as the Magic Eye Theater. The space is still used as an indoor 3D theater now. The front of our next postcard has an illustration of the Carnation Cafe on Main Street. You can see people walking down the street and a lamplighter working on a stepladder. On the back it reads, Twilight on Main Street. Disneyland is marked by the old lamplighter who makes his evening rounds to set the gas lamps glowing. It's postmarked November 3rd, 1955, and was sent with a purple, three-cent Liberty stamp. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, November 2nd, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. The weather was a high of 74 and a low of 47. Park attendance that day was 3,669. It's addressed to a Mrs. John Wickstrom of Seattle, Washington. It reads... Hello there, Alma dear. It was good to hear your hello over the phone. Too bad we couldn't talk more, but minutes count and money slips away. Ha. Huh. Gee, wish you could have been here too with Evelyn and Nina. Well, maybe we can in the near future. My love to you both, Helen. While looking up information about this postcard, I learned that John Wickstrom was a railroad engineer for the Northern Pacific Railroad for 40 years. This postcard was one of the 23 postcards produced by Disneyland and were available before the park even opened. They could be purchased from preview centers around Los Angeles in 1954. 
They're commonly known as P-cards and were made by the company Color Picture Publishers under their trademark Plastichrome. The center divide of the postcard has the company logo with the P of Plastichrome designed as a painter's palette with paintbrushes at the base. The postcards were created using concept art. Some of the things that were planned for the park and included on the cards did not always make it to opening day. For instance, the lamplighter on this card was not a Main Street character or a cast member as the street lamps are on a main gas line for safety. As I mentioned in episode 67, sent from a little nowhere, there was a P-card that included concept art for the miniature museum in Frontierland. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. A special thanks to e-ticket patron Tania and Eric Daniels. See ticket patrons The Riley Family, Debbie Weinstein, Brian Crawford, and Sirius Inquiries Only. And a special shout out to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Angelica Nablock, All Aboard Podcast, and Maggie and Henry Byers. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent From Disneyland, or on Twitter at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its hosts and the guests of the Sent From Disneyland podcast.